Hey, this is Mike Sparrow with Authority Zero, and you're listening to the Sun Solar Panel Podcast. Welcome to the Phoenix Suns Solar Panel Podcast. Uh, Dave King will be joining us. He is not quite on the line yet. We are having some technical difficulties, but I promise he will be here. So you do have myself, Tim Tompkins, and of course, Mr. Greg Esposito, who just had quite the star appearance on our friends over at the Timeline Podcast. Ahoy, hoy. Uh, yeah, I played the old man who uh, who knew some things. It was, a, it was a different role for me. I played the Dave King of that episode of uh, of the timeline, except I knew things. So, <laughs> yeah, fun. Uh, so people can go back; they can listen to it over on uh, the timeline's podcast feed. I think they're on YouTube as well. That's pretty cool, though, man. I forget. I forget how young those guys are. Like uh, they were talking. No, no, no. Uh, you're phrasing that wrong. You forget how old we are. Oh well, that's true. We are. We are very old. We are. <laughs> We're that demo of, of people that uh, that still love the 90s somehow. So uh, that's, yeah, that's who we are. I guess, yeah, you're right. We're old. They're, uh, they're not that young. So, uh, but they were uh, gracious as always. I always uh, enjoy talking with those guys, and, uh, and it was fun. And then uh, I make an appearance on the new Five Minutes or Less podcast, which uh, total misnomer because I think we went like 17 minutes. I don't know if he's going to – I don't know if he's going to trim it down, but uh, I, that's a big focus on Suns uniforms, so we nerded out about, about that. I'm just making the rounds. Every uh, Quarantine has me uh, podcasting a lot, apparently. 13-hour yeah. work days, and then <laughs> – any podcast I can find, I'll go do it. You know, including ours, which we did Wednesday with uh, with Rhett Reese, uh, who is stuck in uh, quarantine in LA, and uh, literally we could have gone three hours. Uh, we we went. I thought, oh, we're gonna go thirty minutes. We went an hour, and I uh, could have probably kept talking. And then Rhett goes, "Hey, I'll come on any time. I'm really bored right now. Or if you want to just uh, Skype call, just uh, Skype call me, and we can just hang out that way too." <laughs> So I think uh, quarantine's getting to everybody right now. Uh, and hello to a couple of listeners on the YouTube live chat right now. Redshift Galaxy as well as Buck Dog. It is always great to see you guys as well. Quarantine has been, uh, it's it's been strange, man. It's been strange. You doing any projects around the house or... Oh, I am. I'm for my actual day job. I am working so much that I... Uh... Not really. I produced uh, four live streams for my company. Uh, I edited probably 40 videos this week uh, on top of all of those things. I just have not had time for for anything at home yet, but uh, I'm hoping to to get to some projects. I'm sure uh, the missus would, would appreciate it if I did. Uh, starting to look at uh, a lot of things around the house going, yeah, I'd like to change that. So that's the danger of being stuck in the house. Uh, that much i'm sure i'm gonna wind up spending money at at some point here so how about you you doing any projects uh much much similar to you i've been working 7 a.m to 9 p.m every single day and it's probably been the most stressful uh time at work 
for me ever. But this weekend, I am going to fix again for the upteenth time uh, my sliding glass door uh, <laughs> that goes out to my yard. And I got I got the drill out already. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do that as soon as we get done, because it is just, you know, it's this glass door that it doesn't matter how many times I fix it. It it comes off the tracks again. So, and I got to do it every single time. So kick that bad uh, that's boy one out thing. and get yourself some French doors, my friend. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's talk some signs. No, um, I, I, so I again, prefer more home, uh, home upkeep. Let's keep going with that. It's like this old house on on YouTube. So, no, let's talk. Well, some I, I actually just. I did buy a, a new lawnmower as well, which Ooh. I'm pretty excited to uh, get out there Very and use this nice. weekend Very too. Because nice. I've been using the, you know, the, the lawnmowers where when you push it, and Arizona doesn't know anything about this because you guys don't have any grass, but here in Florida we got some grass, man. Uh, so I got those. <laughs> I'm that clipping that out. Where you gotta you gotta push it in order to make the the wheels the the blades spin. And while that doesn't sound that bad, go mow an acre that way. <laughs> uh, it, it's awful. So I got a new lawnmower where all you have, it's a gas one that <laughs> spins the wheel itself. So I'm pretty excited about that. This is what I got going on in quarantine. Man. In Florida, really we got, my head. in Florida, we got some grass. That's, that's the quote of the show already. And we're only four <laughs> minutes in. So, all right, we can talk. Oh, I, by the way, I, I've just been buying new hats. That's all I've done during quarantine. So, but we can talk sons now. <laughs> the door go, Tim. All right, so uh, we're going to start this off with some headlines from Reddit. And I actually, uh, so what I did, these are the three most popular headlines or posts, whatever you want to call them, on Reddit this week. I figured we'd just kind of talk about it briefly. So Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton representing the Suns in the NBA Players Only 2K Tournament. Um uh, Aiton taking on Levine, getting the W in that one, 57-41. Devin Booker taking on Michael Porter Jr. this Sunday, 8 p.m. EST. Holy crap. I watched the Aiton uh, game last night. And, yeah, I saw uh, that on your... You know, it was about as fun as watching you fix the the glass door, I think, the the sliding door. I, I don't get... It, I was expecting, and maybe it was just the matchup and the two guys, I was expecting a little trash talk and a little fun. They didn't seem to really uh, do much of that. It was kind of boring. Uh, I kind of actually wanted the uh, <laughs> the announcers, the virtual announcers at, at one point because it was just, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just the old man trying to watch guys play video games, but it was just, it was not that entertaining. And uh, DeAndre Ayton plays, uh, play, plays a very weird style of 2K, like uh, a lot of iso ball, and he played with the Houston Rockets. Apparently each guy gets to choose eight teams. They can only use them once throughout the tournament uh, if they keep moving on. Suns are one of his, uh, one of Ayton's teams, so he can play with uh, as himself at some point, but... He played as the Rockets on Friday night and forgot he had James Harden on the team. It was really like he, he, he it was just really bizarre. And uh, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I maybe I'm just old and I don't get it. But uh, yeah, that was a uh, ho hopefully Booker's more entertaining. Talk some trash. I mean, we've talked about it a few times on the show, but firsthand knowledge, he's really good at NBA 2K. So uh, so maybe we'll get an Aiton-Booker final, and that'll be more entertaining than we think. 
So it was kind of like Mikael Bridges when he played as the Suns, not passing the the ball to Devin Booker. Yeah, it was uh, it was like that. The people are. What I really want to know is because uh, I didn't actually watch the game. Is is uh, did the players actually play uh, their did they play defense or when they were playing defense, did they always switch off of the player and let the computer do it for them? No, I, especially Aiden. Aiden, Aiden was actually playing defense with his man. Now it wasn't always good. Uh, there was, but uh, him and Levine were actually playing uh, defense. I didn't watch any other game. I knew we'd talk about the, the Aiden one. So I watched that. I'm sure I'll watch Booker on Sunday as well. But uh, yeah, I wasn't, uh, wasn't quite, I was just I underwhelmed is maybe the 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 word that uh, I don't know it, it was it was unique. And joining us, Mr. Dave King. Dave, it is great to see you, sir. All shaved up, you look ready to go. I mean, quite dapper this morning. What's up, buddy? Uh, <laughs> thank you for the compliment, but I don't think I look any different than usual. I do appreciate it. I did roll out of bed a little while ago and couldn't get my Skype to get booted up so thanks for starting the show without me i see i didn't miss much you guys were talking about nba 2k that's you, you, oh, missed, you missed a whole lot of nothing buddy you missed home improvement <laughs> talk and uh and nba 2k so uh yeah oh, so that's wonderful over overall the the eaton matchup was just kind of it was what it was you know i i expected something different when i tuned in but i don't know why i did what did you expect Something, we slight, go over something slightly entertaining. I don't know. Uh, and and it yeah. was. Uh, you mean it's not that fun just watching other guys playing video games? Yeah, but I thought maybe you know I thought maybe there'd be some trash talk, uh, and then I thought now maybe, imagine all those girlfriends around there around the world. Yeah, well, you know, I I don't know. I it was all right. I, what what made me. Uh, what made me laugh the most out of it was it was like DeAndre Ayton dressed as if he didn't know this was going to be on ESPN. He had like a bright red hoodie and then like these like neon green pants, which I'm sure cost more than uh, than my house payment, uh, you know. But it was like I, it was like it was like uh, Kool Aid Man on top, Gumby on the bottom. It was really weird. I it, but you know I don't think that would I don't think that would. Uh give you any indication he didn't think he was on tv though that's Red's his favorite color and you know what he doesn't he he's got an interesting fashion sense all on his own yeah well that's true and and i was i guess you know they were broadcasting from their homes as well and i guess i kind of expected something fancy and i was like man this fancy. this looks slightly this coronavirus quarantine no man. i just but they they're athletes they're millionaires i'm looking at it going well, it's slightly bigger than the room I play video games in, but it looks pretty much about the same. I don't know. I, I don't know. It was just, it was a weird experience. I figured I, I'll watch any game that that Devin or, or Aiton's in and then uh, not spend time with, uh, with the rest of it. You know, I'm sure ESPN will be showing highlights on SportsCenter, so if I miss anything extremely uh, amazing, I'm sure I'll catch up on it. Highlights of 2K. That is where we are. Hey, well. All right, so, uh, hey, we are having just anybody watching, we are 
having some weird quality issues with the feed. I, I don't exactly know why it is. It's probably something that we can't fix. Yeah. So we'll just have to deal with it. And, and uh, the quality issue of the show is something that's always been here. So you know, you know about it's that already. It's always something we can't fix. Right. <laughs> uh, let's go on to the next one. All right. So it, this was the next post from Sun's Reddit. If the coronavirus has you down, just remember that we have Kelly Oubre and Devin Booker. I hate to bring it up, but Kelly Oubre is only under contract for one more season. And uh, at this rate, who knows if uh, we'll play that season. So uh, there's that. I mean, uh, <laughs> I know you're trying to go positive, but I'm stuck in a house, all right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I, I, it is fun. And I've I've went back and watched a few highlights from, from this season. And it's been uh, – that kind of lifts your spirits a little bit because you do remember, hey, the, at some point we'll get back to normal. We'll get to watch these guys play. You'll get to see Kelly Oubre's energy again. Uh, I've actually found Kelly Oubre's uh, Instagram quite entertaining. Uh, he's hinting at something. I have no clue what he's hinting at, but uh, you know the Teletubby son uh, meme that uh, that they show sometimes. He'd put his head in there. So even off the court, Kelly's uh, keeping me entertained right now. I am looking at the uh, at the feed on on YouTube, and Tim, you look like you have. Or my foreground on, dude. Seriously, I I, I don't. I He's don't in know, witness man. protection. I, I don't got. I can turn I your know. camera off so we just hear your voice. If that makes you feel better. No, it's cool. I have it's that cool. power. It's better for us to to have the power. <laughs> turn you all off. Mute you. It could be my show. Let's just keep plugging along. People aren't here to look all at our pretty right. faces. Yeah, they're, they're here okay. to hear all what right, we so have to say. All right, so the other one, and this has been really nice to see, Steve Nash getting a lot of love. And I, uh, you know, I've told you guys before, but Steve Nash is the reason why I'm a Suns fan. Um, and he is the reason why I like professional NBA basketball and went away from, from just watching college. Uh, but Steve Nash shot 50.4% from the field, 43.5% from three and 90.7% from the free throw line in his 10 seasons with the Suns. I yeah. think I make him the only player if I was reading that correctly. And I did not fact check it uh, in NBA history to play 10 seasons with any team and average 50, 40 and 90. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's it, the more seasons go by without us watching Nash, the harder it is to remember him watching live. Uh, but, man, that guy's just so incredible. Yeah, I've watched a few of the older games, uh, parts of them, uh, since we've had no hoops. And, uh, and watching Nash, yeah, you go, how did we ever... I don't know if, uh, I mean, I we appreciated him during the time, but with the 10 years we've slogged through since... And then you go yeah. back and watch it. You go, this is unbelievable. This is this is amazing to to watch him dissect a defense, find a guy, uh, you know, in the corner. Uh, the way they moved the ball and the way he could navigate traffic, and then his ability to shoot. I mean, he's talked about it, it that he should have shot more, and and it probably would have made those teams uh, that much better. His shooting was was unbelievable too. I mean, he truly special player, uh, and and when you consider it, he's he wasn't that much bigger than the amount of space we're supposed to keep between us and and another person uh, when we're around him. I mean, not that much bigger than than six feet, and he was still able to to pull that all off. And 
uh, to top it off, damn funny human being too. He used to make those uh, those humorous videos from the team plane, and then some of the commercials he was in. I mean, he was uh, he was an all around uh, entertainer, and uh, I missed that. We haven't had we haven't had a guy. I mean, Booker Booker entertains in a different way, but. Man, he was he was something else. We we were spoiled with when you look at the run of point guards from '87 through uh, when Nash left in in 2012. It was Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, and Kevin Johnson were the three point guards we saw for for the better part of two and a half decades. I mean, that's that's nuts when you think uh, think about it. And then we were, mm-hmm. and then you got Goran after that who. Who was all NBA, and then we had whatever the hell was uh, between Goran and uh, and Ricky. So I, I think uh, now we got Bledsoe. Bledsoe. That's true. Bledsoe's pretty darn good. He just uh, wasn't a great point guard. Yeah, he was. He's a yeah. really good basketball player who can be effective, obviously, and good on the court. Good defender, but. Not a point guard the way we knew point guards. Yeah. No, and you know what? This the Suns didn't exactly do him uh, any favors as much as I like to uh, shit on uh, shit on his play with the Suns. I mean, they, don't forget that they just sat him half of an entire season. Oh, I, I mean, I. You know, <clears throat> I mean, yeah. anybody that holds it against him for what wound up happening at the end, it just doesn't grasp how frustrating. Uh, that that prior season and getting uh, basically benched during the best season of your career when you were the healthiest, uh, when you didn't want to be, just so a team could tank. How fr- immensely frustrating uh, that that had to be. You know, like that's just uh, just ridiculous. You know, and just the whole it, it's tough when you look back at uh, at you know the Lance Blanks era and then uh, you know. Four of the five years uh, under under McDonough, just how how off the rails things uh, things got. So hopefully we're closer to uh, to better times and uh, and we'll get to experience something like uh, like those Steve Nash teams. We will never experience uh, another Steve Nash. I just don't think we're gonna see a guy quite like that and quite as as unique and. A guy that rocked uh, bad hair for as long as he did, uh, and did it with pride. But uh, I think, I think we will see good basketball again, at least. Well, I, I think we've seen the corner turn, and we've seen good basketball at points this season. Um, you know, Devin Booker is what he's going into his uh, going into his sixth season right next year will be a sixth yep next to going into his sixth, and you know he's the all-star caliber player and this is a around the time where that type of player really starts to uh to lift a team and hopefully they can put some uh some better talent around him as well uh, i do want to talk about a couple listeners because i think that this is really important one of our favorite 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 listeners joe shook had a baby uh whether or not he's watching right now or just going to be listening on the podcast feed later uh congratulations joe there's a lot going on in the world and uh you have a beautiful child man and we are all so very happy for you yeah joe uh get ready congratulations man because if you thought the world was crazy before you had a newborn (laughs) your life is about to change one thousand percent but uh it is mostly for the better Uh, you will get less sleep but you will mostly well the less sleep is tough but you will get less sleep (laughs) 
but you will uh, you will have something more precious than uh, you than you've trade ever experienced. It for uh, right. Maybe a son's championship, but that's a borderline for me, at least. Trade your firstborn for I'm a son's kidding. championship. If my After wife listens, born. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, I would not <laughs> trade my child for a championship. All these kids are walked up to TSR Arena. Well, That'd be awesome. My spleen, maybe, but my, my child. All right, so. But congratulations, Joe. Uh, we're happy for you, and uh, yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. It goes really fast, so uh, so enjoy each moment of it. And Corbin NBA for becoming a uh, new supporter of the show. Thank hey, you, Corbin. Thanks. Hey, Corbin. Yes, really does for supporting us. Especially. We always appreciate athletic supporters. Dude, especially, especially right now. Uh, life yeah. is hard for a lot of people, so we do not take it lightly. So we have been um, doing some grades of the players so far over the season. We have done um, most of the small forwards that Dave pointed out earlier in the chat. And I was actually thinking about earlier. I was like, I don't remember if we graded him or not. Uh, we did, you know, the shooting guards, power forwards, uh, the centers. Uh, clearly, Frank Kaminsky has been the best player on this team so far. Uh, and I don't know. Well, no, keep... he's the one who exceeded expectations the most. And just just keep in mind, that's including Devin Booker, who we graded last week. So, right. It's, it's super impressive. So we're, we're doing it's this about exceeding in- expectations. It's not about the best player. This is your own grading scale, Tim. Yes, I know. So I'm going to go and I'm going to explain <laughs> it. And I do want to hear some people in the, Hey, uh, congratulations for Rick Johnson as well. What a weird time to have a kid, but, um, Awesome. Not only oh, do you have right. an amazing name. Right. I think uh, Rick has also, about 42 children now. Let, let's, let's be honest. Uh, nine months ago when uh, the child was created, they had no clue that, uh, that this is where the, what was going to be going on when they had the child. So you can't give anybody a hard time for having a baby right now. All right. Congratulations. Uh, I, honestly, I, just, I, I do think it's interesting that Espo is the only one with a clear camera on here, and he's the one running the YouTube Hey, you guys get better show. internet connections, and we'll be fine. It's, uh, I don't think it's quite about that. All right, so uh, let's go over the grading scale, because we're going to do the point guards today. Um, and so in A, if we give someone an A, that means they had a nearly perfect season. And most importantly, they far exceeded our expectations of what they would do this season. B is good. And they exceeded expectations. Nothing wrong with the B. C, also nothing wrong with the C. They did just fine. They performed. They played just as we expected them to play. D would be disappointing season, worse than expected. And F would be get this mofo off the team. But I do want to start with the one player uh, from the small forward class on this team that we did not get into yet. And that is Mr. Cam Johnson. He had a 12.2 PER. He averaged 20 minutes a game, 8.1 points, 1.1 assists. He shot 40% from three. It was actually 39.7%, but whatever. (laughs) Um, On 4.7 attempts per game. The Suns were 4.6 points worse with him on the court. He played in 49 games. He started on one, and he did not make a top 20 in the NBA for anything this season. I'll start. Um, so again, going back to the grading scale, it's about expectations. Um, so it all depends on what you thought Cam was going to bring to the team this year. I, I, you know, I got to give him. I, I expected him to make forty percent of his threes. That's the one 
able to bring it, bring into the NBA that looked that was completely translatable. And so I thought he'd be able to make 40% of however many threes he took. Where he did exceed expectations a little bit is, is just showing better team basketball and court awareness than I expected as a rookie. He looked like he was always in the right place at the right time, made good reads. He wasn't great in any other aspect of basketball, but he wasn't bad either. If the Suns were poor uh, as far as plus minus when he was on the court, it's probably because he played with a lot of second and third stringers throughout the year. He didn't spend a lot of time with the starters. So I, I think I would, I would give him, I'd still give him like a C. He was about, he was right about what I expected over the course of the season. Yeah, I think that's about the range. So wait, you're going with, I'm sorry, you're, you're going with a, a what, Dave? You said a I'm going to go with a C. C, okay. Greg? Yeah, uh, just fine what we expect. Yeah, I, I think I'm about in, in the same range. If we were doing minuses, I might go a C minus. I was hoping health would be a little bit better for Cam Johnson, yeah. uh, seeing as that was one of the concerns when they uh, stretched and, and took him uh, as early as they did, and unfortunately, some of that concern came to fruition this year. But when he was on the court, he was as advertised. He uh, he hit threes and he played smart ball, and that was what uh, James Jones touted when he took the kid. Was uh, you know he knows knows how to play this game uh, and he knows how to shoot, and and that's what we got out of him. So I think he he met my expectations, uh, and and gr- I. Granted, I guess I kind of expect him to be a, a little injured too with uh, with the hip history. So I guess C is a uh, is right where uh, where Cam deserves to be. It's it's hard to argue or uh, disagree with any of your guys' takes. I'm gonna grade him a little bit higher. I think I had fairly low expectations of what he was going to be, but uh, towards the quote unquote end of the season, I just how deadly he was from three. Um, I, I really saw a player that uh, if develops well and develops right is going to be incredibly valuable next to Devin Booker and just on this team in general. So I graded him a little bit higher. I'm going to, I'm going to give him a B, but it, you know, part of that was just not really having great expectations of him coming in. Uh, Point guards. Now this is going to be a lot of fun because the Suns had so many great point guards on the roster. It's going to be hard to, to, (laughs) to really grade anybody less than an F. But we are going to start with um, my non-Ricky Rubio favorite point guard, who I do not think, I still don't think, gets enough appreciation on this team. And I thought this for the most part throughout the entire season. Uh, my take on this guy is that uh, there were times in which he he really sparked um, runs and when the Suns needed it, that he was an energy player, that his defense, for the most part, there were a couple of boneheaded plays, were was good and was incredibly good. Um, and he was valuable on the court. I don't think he's much of a point guard in the fact that he doesn't run an offense well, but I really liked his play. And that is Mr. Javon Carter, a 10.4 PER, 15 minutes a game, 4.6 points, 1.3 assists, two rebounds, 40% from the field, 39% from three on 2.3 attempts per game. The Suns were 2.6 points worse with him on the court. He played in 50 games and he started in two and, of course, did not rank in the top 20 of anything in the NBA. Greg, let's start with you, sir. Look, the way you were touting it, I thought we were going Elliot Kobo here first. I know how much you love right, him. I, but surprising. No, I think Javon Carter, 
as much as we've ripped on on Suns point guards, I give him a B because I did not expect much of anything uh, out of uh, out of Javon Carter, and he came out and he was an energy guy. Uh, he played smart. He wound up shooting uh, from deep pretty well. Like I wasn't, I, I was not. Uh, I'm it, granted the way we're doing this is my. It was based on my expectations, and I just not did not expect much out of Javon Carter, and he came out, and he should have been the primary backup. I don't understand why uh, it, it kept vacillating throughout the year, but uh, uh, the guy brought things that none of the other backup point guards did. Uh, was he was he the kind of distributor that Ricky Rubio is? No, but none of these guys were going to be. Uh, and I I liked uh, I liked what I saw out of him based off of coming in with very little expectations. So what were you giving him? I'm going to give him B, like I said. Okay. Dave. Oh, none of neither of us heard you say the B. I think that was just in your head. Uh, you're a B, that's for sure. Um. Okay. <clears throat> hey, now, now. better than a C. Well, <laughs> we don't say that kind of language yeah. on the solar panel, it's Dave. Than a C. Okay. No, no. <laughs> All right. So as far as Javon Carter, uh, so going into the season, I expected absolutely nothing from the guy. Um, I really thought he'd be uh, lucky to be the fifth, fifteenth man. Um, and the last on the point guard list. So I, you know, in, in retrospect to that, gosh, you almost, almost have to give him an A, but, um, he really over the course of the season showed that he is exactly who we thought he could be in a perfect world. A bulldog defender, if not locked down because he's not that big. And a three-point shooter that could hopefully make a reasonable number of threes. Um, he's a little bit even worse as a distributor than I had expected. Uh, he can't really get his own shot um, when a defender is, is focused on him. So that's got to be disappointing. He does make good threes. He does make his threes. He made more threes than I expected him to make. And that was good. Um, and he can be sometimes an effective defender. Sometimes he just pissed off stars and made them score 40. But other times he was, he was a really good, effective defender. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with a B minus myself. I think we're all pretty much consensus on this, it looks like to me. Yep. So I had a B minus also. No, not going to. Um, I kind of already gave my reasons at the beginning. Uh, Isaiah Coleman over on YouTube chat gave him a B minus and Laced Bacon uh, gave him a C plus. Well, uh, I think that uh, that that Bora was uh, gave a C plus, but to Cam Johnson, I think is who he was referring to in that. So we all kind of agree. Uh, Javon Carter was pretty good. I, I do hope that the Suns do not just give up on him like they do with every good young developing defensive point guard for some reason in the second or third season. Like just just for the stop, guys, stop. Uh, not you, the Suns. Just just roll with the guy. Develop him. Um, yeah, he might yeah, not ever I don't be a get star. It. You're but... right. Absolutely. The fact that we got to a point where he was the defect, the, the fans favorite for backup point guard is much, much higher than I had expected. So that from that point of view, that's great. Um, Ellie Kobo, uh, 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 10.5 PER, 13 minutes a game, four points. He obviously in his second season, 2.1 assists per game, 39% from the field, uh, the Suns were 4.6 points worse with him on the court. He played in 54 games. He started with three. Um, I will, I will go first on this one. Um, he underperformed 
expectations for me slightly. Uh, I didn't think he was going to be great going into the season. Yeah, he wasn't great in the season, so uh, I give him a C minus. Man, you're you're generous. Generous? Yeah, yeah you're right. generous. Yeah, it's way too. Uh, I, I had low expectations. Really, is what this comes down to. <laughs> so. Lace Bacon gave Bacon gave him a G. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I like you when you look at it. I had low expectations for him, and he limboed under that bar. All right, this was a yeah. a bad bad year for Elliot Cobo, and I'm giving him an F. I'm done. I don't need to see anymore. There was there was reports that they didn't want him on this uh, this roster in the summer that they were trying to trade him, but they didn't want to cut him because of the money or whatever. They should have just let him go. I much rather would have seen Javon Carter and let Ty Jerome try to figure out uh, his his stuff uh, yeah. along the way because there may be a longer term <clears throat> future there than watch Elliot Kobo even start games when Ricky Rubio was out. I I give him an F and it's not even uh, uh, not even a second thought on my part. I am I'm done with a Kobo. Not even a second thought, huh? Nope. Not even a second one. All right. Um, you know what? I got to go with that too. Gosh, is there if there is a G score or a an E score? Well, that's above an F, but it's kind of Euro. Um, yeah. No, let's go with an F for sure. F minus, F minus minus. I mean, how low can I go on this thing? He did limbo underneath the low expectations. I thought he was going to have a bad year, and he had an even worse one. And it just got. It was just shocking every game that Monty would play him over the other guys. <clears throat> so he must have been pretty good in practice. He must have had the right attitude where coaches trust you uh, going into a game and then you just got to, you know, they hope you're going to get better and succeed while you're in the game. As far as skill sets, um, you know, he's got a mentality problem where he just wants to kind of be there and you can't do that as a point guard. And as far as skill sets, release on his three is so slow and so low that he can't even get that thing off unless he's wide open. So I, I'm just, uh, it's gotta be enough. Get that mofo off the team. All right. Let's see what, uh, some of the people on the YouTube chat had to say, Rick Johnson gave him an F to your point. Laced bacon gave him a G, <laughs> um, coach fallen founder said a Kobo gets a C, but that's because he thought he would be uh, cut, but he managed to salvage a year. Nice. Uh, so, hey, expectations. Uh, Isaiah Coleman uh, gave a Kobo a D, so making rookie mistakes such as a lack of running an offense and stupid term turnovers and a liability on defense. Um, uh, Bora said if Ellie does somehow succeed, I see him as a shooting guard. Um, Buck Dog says he's gone. He's but had he can't get his shot off. Health. So, correct all of these things. Um, no, one, the, the the nicest thing anybody could say was that they they gave him a C because they thought he was going to get cut and he didn't. Did you guys? Yeah, that's true. Did you guys ever watch uh, the old Mad TV show? It was a, basically a knockoff of Saturday Night Live, and they had a skit where it was a dating a commercial for a, a you know, the old school dating hotlines and it was called lowered expectations and it had a theme song uh that that was just somebody singing lowered expectations Elliot Kobo has lowered my expectations so far that I didn't think they could get lower and then he exceeded that so uh so congratulations on uh <laughs> on lowering those expectations to a uh, sub basement level Claude yeah, gives him a D. So it looks like we're we're a solid uh, D F 
among yep. the uh, watchers. Uh, tied to Rome. Okay, uh, this one I find interesting. 8.1 PER, 11 minutes a game, 3.5 points, 1.5 assists. He shot 35% from the field. The Suns, he was a team worse of anybody that remained on the team and anybody that wasn't a uh, G League call-up or a 10-day contract uh, for the Suns being 14.2 points worse with him on the court. He played in 28 games. He started zero. Dave. Wow. So what did I expect? Okay, so this has to be based on expectations relative to sexual performance man uh you know what i've got to give him like a, a, a d at the highest let me just think through this so i expected him to be effective if if a little slow and a little under athletic and that was that all actually happened except the effective part uh, he was much less effective much less sure of himself than i expected even though he's a rookie um cam was much more much more of a team helper and uh, net value on the court than Ty Jerome was. And I thought it was going to be the reverse of that coming into the season. So I really do think that um, Ty Jerome, as bad as he played, um, he, he really, really played under my expectations. So I'll go uh, shoot. I mean, I don't want to get the mofo off the team because I want to see him. He is the, he's also very likely to surprise us in a positive way next year. Once he gets his feet under him and he knows where he's, what he's doing, he can be crafty and, and get much more effective. He looked good in preseason before his ankle injury and all that. Um, and then the NBA season was just going too fast for him when he got back. I'll go with a D I'll go with a D on the score. I I'm, I'll go with a D. I don't think my expectations uh, of him were were his fault necessarily. I think it was more the front office, the coaching staff. I, he kind of got played up, right? He, he kind of got <clears throat> talked up. Uh, it, it looked like, hey, they believe enough where he's likely the backup point guard. It was kind of the feeling. And, uh, you know, preseason expectations got inflated when we, when we saw him. The injury, the injury hurt him. When you wind up, uh, I mean, he missed training camp, too, if I remember correctly. So he missed training camp, came and played some preseason, yeah. then missed the beginning of the season. Like, injuries, I think, are what caused that. Uh, you know, somebody said he looked kind of shell-shocked at times. I think injuries probably caused that as much as anybody because when you're trying to adjust to the speed of the game and on top of it you're trying to fight your way back from an injury and you haven't established a place. You. There you, go. you haven't you haven't established a a place on on the roster. I think all this becomes quite uh, quite just unsettling for a guy, and I think that's why we saw what we did out of him. I'll give him a D. I, I want to see him next year. They're still uh, unlike where where I am with with uh, Kobo. I still look at Ty Drum and go, "There's a lot of potential there," and if Monty can work with him uh, and he can kind of. Uh, not have those injury problems going into next season. Hopefully we'll see a, a serviceable backup point guard who can grow into uh, a backup that helps this team win in the long run. I try really hard not to take too much from uh, preseason games, um, uh, you know, and, and summer league and those sorts of things. Uh, 
but uh, I definitely had higher expectations for what he was going to do this year. And he was, he was bad. I mean, he was, he was real bad. Uh, to Aspo's point, injuries really got in the way in his rookie season. And I, you know, I think to sort of an extent of it being no fault of your, of his own, um, that he just wasn't able to recover from that. But he was real bad. Uh, I'm giving him a D minus. The only reason it's not an F is because I do, I don't want him off the team and I do want to see him continue to, uh, develop. So let's see. Claw one, two, Claude one, two, three, four gave him a D. Um, buck dog gave him a D laced bacon, gave him a D as well. Um, Rick Johnson gave him a D. And he said that if he had to go off his uh, skyrocketing expectations after preseason, he'd give him an F. Uh, Coach Fallen Founder gives him an F as well. Uh, Isaiah Coleman gave him a C minus, saying that he showed moments of running the pick and roll and also knocking down three pointers, an obvious defensive liability that needs to be addressed this offseason. That's something that none of us brought up. But yes, on the defensive end, it was real bad to watch. Um, so I, I think everyone's pretty much in agreement there. Now for man defense. Now just to give him a little yeah. bit of uh, a little bit of credit, man defense was awful because he didn't have the feet to stay with everybody and he didn't have the technique down. Um, but he was not bad in passing lanes. He did pretty well on on getting steals and and stuff like that on help defense. So I mean I'm just gonna I'm gonna hold out hope that he can be not a net negative. Um, so bad the unplayable part um uh, and if his offense comes around then he he can be a solid player um all right so i'm gonna have some clear bias here and i don't really give a damn we're gonna go with ricky rubio uh ravaging ricky one of the greatest point guards in the nba uh just uh, i still feel blessed being able to watch him play every single game. Um, I have always been a huge Ricky Rubio fan. And it, even if the Suns were terrible, I was going to appreciate being able to watch his play because that is the kind of point guard that I aesthetically enjoy watching. Um, I, I think is underrated and uh, whatever. I don't care. I just, I love Ricky Rubio. So Ricky Rubio this season, 16.3 PER, 32 minutes a game. Um, yeah, I think you put the wrong stats in there. Yeah, I did. Well, I I sure did. So let me hey, go and let's just get say he ready. was he was pretty good. Do you want do you want per game or do you want per thirty six? Which uh, one? No, nah, we're going per game. So thirteen points, eight point yeah, nine assists, thirty five percent from three, one point five steals. Now the rest of this is correct. Um, his on off the tee, he was the best on the team for uh, for on off. Uh, court um, over a hundred possessions. Um, the team was 9.9 points better with him on the court per 100 possessions. He played in 57 games. He started in 57 in the top 20 in the NBA. Uh, he was fifth in assist percentage at 39.9%. He was 19th in steal percentage, 2.3. He was third in assist per game at 8.9, and he was 14th in steals per game at 1.5. I'm giving him a solid B+. I would give him an A+, except for the fact that I had pretty high expectations of him coming in. That's true. You were. Yeah, you know, I'm going to... Go ahead, Greg. I was just gonna say, uh, t- Tim, you were you were about as high on Ricky as as anybody. So, 
I know, and it even I even kind of felt bad giving him a B plus because honestly, it was probably <laughs> closer uh, to a C. But I I can't. What can I say? I mean, Ricky Rubio uh, is an amazing individual, human being, and basketball player, and we're fortunate to have him on the team. Man, crush. you know, you were about as high on Ricky as most of these people in my apartment complex are high right now on quarantine. Right. Or well, you know, whatever. Hey, you were you were the Michael Beasley of uh, of Ricky Rubio fans. That's how high you were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Hey now. I love of course Ricky. Of course Espo comes up with a better awful <laughs> analogy than me. Thank you very much, buddy. That's what I'm here for. That's why you have me on the show. <laughs> All right. So let's uh let's go with you, Greg. What do you what do you got? I'm gonna give Ricky. him an A. And uh, it better not be a oh, good. Good. Okay. Thank you. I, I'm gonna give him an A because uh I came in with it was slightly lower expectations than you. I just wanted uh, wanted him to come in and basically look like a halfway serviceable NBA point guard. And there were were times where he was a borderline top ten kind of guard when you watched him play out there. Uh, shooting, you know, thirty five from three isn't bad when you hear this guy is one of the oh you know, he's one of the worst shooters. Well, he he was serviceable in that, and it was enough to keep keep teams honest. And he worked hard, played through injury, uh, was it was a team leader, uh, had a calming effect on the court with these guys. I think if he had a full season with Aiton that pick and roll with him and and Aiton would have been uh, something uh, truly uh, pretty to watch Uh, I I still am concerned going into next year injuries age those kind of things but this year everything I saw he deserves an A uh, from uh, from what I kind of my expectations were to to be in a good point guard at times he he looked great out there so I'm going to give Ricky Rubio an A on this yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there too. I think I had high expectations coming in for Ricky Rubio as well. Uh, he did actually exceed those uh, pretty strongly. I thought he would have a really good assist ratio and assist uh, percent and all that, and he did. Um, where he where he turned out to be a little bit better than I expected is his willingness to take the shot. And um, on catch and shoots, he was actually pretty effective. Um, pull up dribbles and and off the off the bounce dribbles. And, and, um, that was not as good. Um, but I expected awful. I mean, really overall he shot as well as he shot in the last four years from everywhere. And he, he was very consistent. He's gotten to the line pretty well. I was, I was impressed by how much he got to the line, even though he did come in averaging seven, um, sorry, um, averaging three and a half, um, uh, free throw attempts a game. And he still got to there. He's, he's been, he's, He's very consistent. If you look at his record over his over his career, he's been very consistent, and he stayed that way. And he shot just slightly better. So I'm um, I'm gonna I gotta give him an A for this. Maybe A minus. I'll go A minus because he really had like I also expected him to have a big slump because of uh, just being tired from playing FIBA as well as as going um, as well as you know from going year round for several years in a row as well as as being a pro basketball player since he was 14, 15 years old. So that's 15 straight years of playing. I expected him to be down. I didn't expect him to be as bad as he actually was in January. He was much worse when the Suns were trying to make that last little playoff positioning push. And Devin Booker was trying to get into the all-star game. Ricky was worse than I needed him to be. Uh, He had a really bad down period in January, but 
the rest of the season and coming back from the all-star break, that dude was sublime. He was wonderful to watch. So good. I think he set records for the franchise for, um, uh, games with 13 plus assists and one or fewer turnovers. Uh, the guy was just so fun. So I'm going to give him an a minus. I, I really think in his catch and shoot, I mean, he, and I, I, he was over 40%, I believe on catch and shoot threes. So that, that, that's real impressive. I'm, I'm happy that he was on the team for sure. And I look forward to watching him next year. Now that he has probably uh, definitely no Olympics to worry about this off season. Uh, and he should be well rested. Well, that's, that's the exciting uh, part of Gall- I was just gonna say, that's the exciting part that's of what all these guys get to. She's going to say that's ahead, the exciting part of quarantine because now Ricky gets that time to rest without the Olympics and doesn't have to come in uh, having played an entire summer with ex- exhibition games and then uh, playing a, a full slate of Olympic games. Now he gets to rest and extended rest because uh, the the chances are becoming less and less that they're going to complete at least the regular season from an NBA standpoint. So Ricky should come back pretty fresh uh, next year. Redshift Galaxy on YouTube says uh, he gave him an A minus. Laced Bacon gave him an A minus as well. Bora said that man Tricky really made me like him after he forced himself to play injured, knowing that the bench was terrible. Speaking to Dave's point earlier, uh, he was terrible during that that stretch in January, but he straight up was playing injured. So I, I think that people should try and at least uh, appreciate that a little bit. Uh, Rick Johnson gave him an A minus. Um, uh, Isaiah Coleman gave him an A minus. He said he stepped up as the vocal leader that was lacking on the team. He makes the players around him better. D book and DA will look back and say he was the reason for much of their growth as players. Uh, one thing I do want to say that was surprising, uh, in two fashions with Ricky Rubio was, uh, on a negative standpoint, he was getting beat off the dribble a lot. Uh, defensively, uh, and I was a bit surprised to see that from him. It looks like he was a step slower than he had been in in previous seasons uh, with that. Um, uh, but from a positive standpoint, he meshed with Booker a lot better than I thought he was going to, given how I think him and Donovan Mitchell did not mesh well in Utah. That just shows you Donovan Mitchell sucks. I mean, that's a... Uh... Sorry, yeah. Suns fans know, just have Donovan to say Mitchell that. and Kyle Lowry didn't really mesh that well. I not Kyle Lowry. Um, Mike Conley haven't meshed really well either. Yeah, no, that's very true. So, um, if we look back and that's we'll, another reason. You know what? That's that's a really. Not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna belabor the Utah Jazz side of it at all. But um, Devin Booker was just as good, if not better, this year with Ricky next to him. People, uh, he uh, Devin Booker's uh, on ball numbers, um, assists, and all that stuff were right there. So Ricky did does not, you know, he obviously doesn't do anything to dwarf somebody on scoring, but he certainly also the the Suns led the league in assist rate this year by a wide margin. They they took made a ton of passes. They were they were intentional passes that led to people being put in position to score. The Suns would have lapped the league even more if they'd actually made some more open shots off those passes. So uh, we've got to give Ricky huge credit also in that he helped Devin Booker get even better and not worse by uh, just, you know, by, by sucking the ball time away. So I actually, you know what, um, that, that also really has to play into the, um, exceeding expectations part, because while we didn't go into the season thinking that he could um, uh, dim Booker's light at, at all, but uh, he definitely proved he actually 
made Booker shine a little brighter and Booker made the all-star game. Um, okay. So <sighs> Ricky Rubio got an A minus an A and a B plus Frank Kaminsky got an A an A and a B. Again, this is relative to expectations. No, I know, but Ricky's now better. we basically we <laughs> we have two players that that have tied in our uh, definitive uh, grades on the season, um, and so we're going to have to debate this maybe on a future episode since we have to drag this out for as long as humanly possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next uh, so week it's we'll Ricky versus it. Frank, uh, Tricky Ricky versus it's Frank well, the Tank. A hundred percent, but also we're going to be doing um, Monty and Sarver. So we'll do that next week as well. Now we uh, going over to Espo. Oh, Espo. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, James Jones. We should also be doing them him too. Yes. Um, but it is time for Esco, Espo's Donkey Award update. What is going on? Uh, so donkey! the, the tournament, I think it's uh, appropriate that on the day that the national basketball hall of fame uh, announces its inductees that we announce our first inductee in the donkey ring of dishonor the tournament came to a close late last night and uh we had an upset a big upset in the tournament it was the finals were the one seed at true rise whose tweet was josh jackson has already contributed more to winning basketball than devin booker has we're not blaming the player here either way still think about it versus the number seven seven seed at t cop 22s who tweeted i wonder if booker's family emailed all the other players and requested he get added to the all-star team or something i'm amazed at the generosity of letting a totally undeserving player jump on the all-star team because of his inflated sense of self-worth what a time 2020 so we had an upset it was the number seven seed at t cop defeating the number one seed true underscore rise 53 47 so at t cop 22 we're moving into the rafters right over here uh for next episode as our first inductee in the donkey ring of honor congratulations t cop uh you uh, will join nate duncan as the only two in that ring of dishonor currently and will host another tournament uh maybe six months from once we get a a, a so new batch of, of donkey t cop at t k o p p e 22 you are moving into the ring of dishonor. You become ineligible for future donkey awards because you've proven to be just that bad at tweeting. Already, you know, we could rename the award to call it the, the donkey cop award too. But no, we're, we're not renaming donkey it. It's probably the best. It's OG. Well, he'll get a spot in the rafters for as long as I feel like having it above my uh, shoulder. And then we'll, uh, we'll uh, decide when we're going to do the next, <laughs> uh, next one. <laughs> awesome uh anything else you guys want to go over before uh before we get out of here for the morning i am so excited to uh watch the, the next uh games in this 2k tournament like i needed something to help me go to sleep and i think i'll be uh doing that unless devin booker talks so much trash in his matchup on sunday um, that, that i'm entertained you know, he's been tweeting, he's been streaming on Twitch and I, I don't follow that much, but oh. when I did follow a little bit, 
He doesn't talk much either. I mean, that's the thing is you're playing, you're not talking. So I don't, I, well, I think Pat Bev last night was the most exciting uh, guy to watch in 2k. Aiden and, and Zach Levine talked plenty. It was just regular conversation and not, and not uh, much uh, going at each other. Like, uh, you know, it was yeah. kind of interesting that Zach Levine asked, Hey, because Eaton was playing as the Rockets and PJ Tucker was the center, and he's like, "Hey, if you were playing PJ, wouldn't you just take him down to the block and post him up?" And Eaton's like, "Yeah, I did. They had to triple team me when they were running the small lineup." And then, yeah. and then Eaton asked Levine, "Well, you versus Derek Jones Jr. I got to ask who would actually win a dunk contest." And Levine said, "You know, in my first or second year, nobody could beat me. But now I'm older. I've lost a little bit of that hop. But like that was the most interesting thing." to come out of it. I just expected maybe a little bit more or maybe a little bit more personality because, you know, Aiton, Aiton is a big personality guy, but it was just, it wasn't quite what I expected, what I was hoping for, but yet I have nothing else to fill the time. So I probably will be watching uh, Aiton and Booker as long as they're in this thing. So. Yeah. I wonder, <clears throat> If we should do a live episode, uh, kind of commentating as it goes on. <laughs> oh, nothing. Commenting the two K. Nothing sounds thing? worse than than <laughs> us streaming. Yeah. Another two guys <laughs> streaming them playing a video game. Like that sounds like Inception <laughs> levels of bad. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's one terrible. thing. We're kind of grasping for straws up here. And then I mean, if we're lucky, and then and then if we're live streaming it our YouTube listeners would be commenting on our stream of two other guys streaming a video oh, we, game. We're going yep. deep. I mean, we yeah. could, wow. you know, what we could do, we could bring in John Bloom and have him call play by play of it, uh, of the game. No, that was well, we be color. Well, we be color commentators <laughs> on it. <laughs> that could be fun. Yeah. The, the, the real, the, the issue, uh, from a technological standpoint would really be the, the delay that we have here compared to the one that's on ESPN. Yeah. But if I, elite... you know, so if, they, if they were trying, if they were trying to, uh, listen to ours, yeah. While they were watching that, oh, it God, wouldn't yeah. line up. That would be awful. No, people would have to watch it on demand. They could not watch that game semi-live. I, oh, okay, Coach Fallen, Fallen Founder, you are a man of my my own heart. He said, Mystery Solar pa Panel Suns Theater Style. Mystery Science Theater 3000 was one of my favorite shows growing up. So uh, I, that would, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe there's something here. Like, uh, maybe maybe there is something here that we can figure out because we're gonna have to do some things to to have some fun maybe maybe we go back and we we do this on an old sons game that's on youtube and we you know have everybody i don't know there's got to be some way we can do this to have some fun and uh and joke around because we need that levity is a is a good thing right now so yeah, I'd be down to do it for an, um, a game that was from this season, for sure. Um, hell, even from a different one. But on that note, uh, we'll be back again, likely on Wednesday. It sounds like you guys are able to do that on most Wednesdays. That's pretty cool. I've been enjoying those episodes as well, trying to get them up on the podcast stream. But if you're listening on the podcast, and you're like, hey, uh, I'm not hearing all the Wednesday episodes, you know, head on over and subscribe on YouTube. They're all there. Yeah, and uh, and if you guys have a game, a classic. <clears throat> it was really fun having Rhett Reese on last Wednesday. That was really good. 
And then uh, we had some uh, the uh, Fan of the Flames guys on the Wednesday before. And this this coming Wednesday, we're going to have some other uh, friends on as well. Uh, we're still finalizing who that'll be, but um, it'll be fun. Our Wednesday night solar parties, our social distancing uh, alone together solar parties. Those are those are fun. Yeah, and if you guys have a game that you would love to see us go Mystery Science Theater 3000 style on, uh, a classic game, uh, tweet it at us, at Sun Solar Panel on Twitter. Uh, if you can find even the YouTube link, if you go the extra mile, uh, we'll make sure we do uh, do one if you actually do all the work for us and all we have to do is is show up and uh, with the commentary, we'll do that. So find one, tweet it at us, tell us what you want to hear, and, and we'll, we'll experiment with it. Maybe it'll be one of the solar parties, maybe it'll be a Saturday episode. Who the hell knows? we got plenty of time, so let's figure out uh, some fun together, guys. And on that note, I'm going to go take my drill to a sliding glass door. Until next week. Enjoy drilling. Wow. There's a, that's a, is that literal or is that your descriptive way of? (laughs) No, (laughs) it's it's very literal. I'm I'm fixing the sliding glass door (laughs) in in the back of my house. (laughs) Okay. Well, you enjoy that. Enjoy drilling the door at the back of your house.